If a towel dries me, who dries the towel? <laughs> All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Welcome to the podcast. I, I feel like I lost I'm, I'm, whatever brain cells I had left I'm, with that intro. I'm Rory Powers, uh, your host for this week's episode, joined by Kit Greer. That's right. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, this is a paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal story, case, creature, beast, whatever it is, mystery, and we will come to, to a conclusion at the end as to whether or not it is real or it is fake. So just to dial it back a little bit, um, go back to the intro. You don't know how towels get dry. Is there a smaller towel, like a subspecies of towels? So you think they're a species? Look. How do you know all these very niche... Look, I leave the house for 72 hours when I come back, the towel's dry. You think that has happened by magic? Open your mind kit. That's what this podcast is about. Why do you leave the house for 72 hours at a time? (laughs) So on today's episode of the podcast, we actually have a listener submission. Really? So this is from Pedro Santos. Thank you, Pedro. He emailed into this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com and said, hello guys. I remember reading about this case a few months back on Reddit. It is probably just an elaborate creepypasta, but it might also be a legitimate case of an evil wooden statue from hell. Oh, shit. I guess I will leave the hashtag investigating to the professionals. Thank you, Pedro. That's probably wise. And another thing we do on this podcast is dive right into the action. (laughs) Exactly. So many of the, you know, you go on iTunes, top 10 in comedy. You're like, oh, I'll check this one out. Listen to 10 minutes. You don't hear a goddamn joke. But uh, this is a paranormal podcast. And Things are getting pretty goddamn spooky. Uh, yeah, there's not going to be any jokes, okay? No. I, frankly, we we clicked the wrong goddamn button when we set our podcast as goddamn comedy, which is why we can never break the goddamn top ten. Exactly. I'm frankly, pissed about it. Everyone is marked explicit for some reason, even though we don't f-ing swear. You piece of shit, <laughs> iTunes. Oh, God darn it. So, let's dive right in. On January 9th, 2016... A man using the name Wigged Hiker, what? whose real name is Danny. Oh, this is Reddit. This is Reddit. <laughs> I We're forgot. About Reddit. <laughs> Posted on Reddit about something strange that he was experiencing. Okay. The post was titled, Me and a friend found this creepy statue while hiking, and now strange things are going on. Anyone know what this is? And, and for those who maybe don't know what Reddit is, just to clarify, this is where... Um, th- the kind of low lives of the internet, just the ground feeding, bottom dwelling right. scum, cyber goblins, cyber goblins, um, uh, moon goths, and uh, and other such creatures gather on the internet and um, and just talk <laughs> about whatever. Goths. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, just worth pointing out, any moon goths listening to the podcast, we have our own subreddit populated <laughs> by me and Kit. We are mean, angry, small mods, but we allow some people to join. So it's thank ready. you, moon goblins, for your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mighty overlords. What we haven't mentioned is we're actually a step below <laughs> the moon goths. Trying to carve off some of that goblin audience <laughs> into our own subreddit. So for accuracy of the story... What I'm going to do is read out the very post that Danny posted on Reddit. All right? Okay, sure. He wrote, Last weekend, my friend and I went, I don't, What should I give him a voice? I could do a bit of a, do a, just a man's voice. I'll just do a man's voice. <laughs> As opposed to, what is your voice? A woman's, sir. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> a woman's. 
Thou dost protest too much? Last weekend, my friend and I went hiking in the Catskulls near Sundown Forest. A real place. No one with this voice has ever posted on Reddit. Just saying. And found this creepy statue while f around in some caves. It has nails in its eyes and a noose around its neck. Looks like it might be old. The statue really wigged me out. But this is not the right voice and I love it. Yeah, no, it's perfect. He's done a great job. But my buddy decided to take it home with him, even though I told him not to. Everyone says that there's devil worshippers that come out here to sacrifice animals and do their spells and shit. So I didn't want anything to do with this thing. If you know that there there's rumors there's devil worshippers out there in the woods, I think one, don't go. Right. And two, don't take anything. Yeah. I wouldn't take a goddamn acorn from that forest, let alone, <laughs> let alone a, go- a freaking voodoo wooden statue with nails in its eyes. Like if you're walking through that forest and you've heard those stories and there's a little stall that says free donuts and yeah. there's just a little stack of donuts... Don't, don't take, take the donuts. Don't, don't take the don't donuts. Do it. A couple of days later, my friend calls me and tells me he thinks the statue is haunted because it keeps moving from its spot <laughs> and he keeps smelling weird stuff. Wow. He says he can't sleep at night because a banging noise keeps waking him up. Jesus, man. He thinks he has a ghost because of the statue. I mean, at what point do you just, like, I don't feel like he's any... There's any point in like keeping this thing like no. after the first night that you don't sleep for sure. Yeah. Just like drive to the nearest bridge, throw it in a river. Well, exactly. I, mean, I, I remember being a kid and you know when you're younger and you just go on walks with like your parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're young. You don't know what you're doing. You're just mm-hmm. picking everything up. It's true. And then yeah. by the end of the walk, like go back to your parents. And you're like, look at the loot I've found. <laughs> It's like Look how much great <laughs> shit there is in the world. <laughs> You're like an empty bottle of Bacardi, <laughs> like some seaweed and a lobster trap. Like it's just mess. It's and your parents mess. are just sighing as they break out the tetanus jabs. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine you go back to your dad and go, Look, papa, and you've got this statue of a woman with nails in her eyes. And he's like, Son, please tell me you didn't make that thing. Oh, but I did, papa. <laughs> Does it remind you of mama? <laughs> Quite the visage, don't you think? <laughs> Well, he did actually uh, say in the comment, before we go set the thing on fire, Okay. I wanted good. to see if anyone knows what it is. Anyone ever seen something like this or heard of a statue causing ghosts? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I think on this podcast we've talked about, we've got Robert the Doll. Yep. That might be our closest example. Yeah, a curse, cursed object. But he himself was the curse. He wasn't yes. inflict. He wasn't carrying a spirit. He with was him. kind of alive. Yeah, yeah. Way. He was essentially he was just a little animate. minion of the devil. Because that was an interesting way of phrasing it. He said, uh, "An object causing ghosts." Causing ghosts. Interesting. So, like many of the online paranormal stories that we cover, this post blew up. Oh shit! People were responding. Posting their own theories, trying to find goblin some... Upon <laughs> goblin upon <laughs> goblin. Piling on to the gob pile. Posting their own theories, trying to find some explanation as to what this thing was. The object became known as the crone. Oh, shit. Where'd that name come from? I didn't know this, but apparently crone means ugly old woman. Oh. Yeah. And I guess this was like the carving of a woman. Okay. And she's probably not looking great with the nails. Probably not. And, yeah. Some believe the carving was involved with voodoo. That would explain the nails, I guess. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds voodoo-like. And the noose. 
Yeah, that's the, a bit overkill, the isn't noose it? This is overkill. If, <laughs> if you, you put, put some not like nails through the eyeballs, you don't need to hang it. Maybe it was hung and it didn't die, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, let's nail it now." Yeah, that's some like medieval shit. It's like first we, <laughs> we will hang John God to you. Then we will drown you. It's like, do, what's <laughs> the, the point? The first thing killed me. Yeah. Like, you're just doing these out of, like, it's unnecessary. Then yeah. we will waterboard you. He's, like, <laughs> he's been dead for hours. It does seem like kind of the, the thing they would do to a witch, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. we will set you on fire. And if you burn, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Others thought the statue was the work of a satanic cult. Right, yes, getting back to the satanic stuff. Mm -hmm. And a few commenters even tried to purchase the statue. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But even with all these comments going on, it wasn't long before Danny replied to the original post. He wrote, My friend showed up here at 11.30pm. He's out of his mind scared. Never seen him like this before. Wow. We found the statue on Sunday. It started out as knocks and banging. But he said that by Wednesday, he started waking up in the middle of the night, feeling like someone was watching him. Every time he'd wake up, he would smell a really strong scent, like pond water. <laughs> he doesn't believe any of this paranormal stuff, so we just ignored it. Really sounds like he does. He just ignored it until a few days ago, when the statue moved from his desk into the living room. Last night, someone locked on his door at three in the morning. He said he opened up the door to look outside. And that's when he knew he'd made a big mistake. Like he just felt he shouldn't have opened the door. I don't think anything happened. It's just a a bad feeling. I don't know. Okay. He kept telling me that he was going to burn the statue because he knows something followed him home. Anyway, he stayed up all night and then decided to go to the movies to take his mind off it. (laughs) He says that when he woke up... Doesn't he have a job? (laughs) The the crone is really his life now. <laughs> you know you know what they say, a crone isn't just for Christmas. A crone's for life. <laughs> I, you gotta walk the crone. Oh. <laughs> the popular yo-yo trick, walking the crone. <laughs> so you put the yo-yo around your neck like a noose <laughs> and nails in your eyes. That was the last uh, yo-yo championships that was ever held in that time. It's like the forbidden yo-yo trick, <laughs> walking the crone. Yeah, that's it. It's like only two people have ever dared the maneuver. So he went to the movies. Uh, I guess it was a good movie because now he thinks everything's fine. He's forgotten about it. <laughs> okay. He goes to bed and he says that when he woke up, which wasn't until about 10 p.m., <laughs> it, was because his, his, it was because his dog was barking like crazy. His life is falling <laughs> apart. So badly. Like, if you're being haunted by something and the worst things that are happening to you is you have to go to the movies all day and sleep till noon. That's pretty... I'm ready for the crone. Yeah. He says the dog was barking like crazy. He said the pond water smell was stronger than ever. And when he went out... (laughs) Have you you smelled a pond? What what does pond water smell like? Uh, I guess just like earthy. Like an earthy, damp smell fine you don't want to like rains in a forest it's not really satanic no but maybe that's what's linked to this it's not like blood thing. no i guess not. like it could just be a stinky little piece of wood <laughs> like why is it why is that paranormal Look, the chances of it just being a stinky little piece of rotten wood is very high it doesn't even look like a woman <laughs> there's one nail <laughs> frankly it's an indiana jones movie prop um 
uh, uh, where was I? Uh, pond water, pond smell, reeking of the place, dog barking like mad. And when he went out into his hallway, he saw these muddy footprints everywhere. Oh, shit. This is some Jumanji shit. Yeah. The forest is coming to life inside his house. (laughs) And they're not like shoe prints either. These are barefoot. Oh, Christ. This motherfucker is going primal. Dude. He's not even going to be detected. He's he's going hobbit. Robin Williams is in his house as the crone. (laughs) Muddy as all hell. Smelling like a pond. Now he and his dog are sleeping in my guest room. I've never seen him this scared. He even started crying. <laughs> I know that everyone says not to burn it or whatever. So what the f*** should we do? He, he wants me to go to his house to get the statue tomorrow, but I'm too f***ing freaked out to take it back to where we found it. Because <laughs> I don't want to see whoever put it there. Um, so what are your thoughts so far at this point in the story? The dude's crying. I mean, I mean mano on mano. We are two fully grown testosterone-fueled boys. (laughs) Horny boys. And I would never, never in my whole life shed one frickin' tear in front of you. (laughs) I don't want to propagate some toxic masculinity shit. It's a good podcast name. This guy might be being a bitch. It's very hard to know. (laughs) It's very hard to know. It is hard to know. A bit of driftwood got them all spooked. (laughs) Why don't you grow a pair and burn it? I feel bad now because... I belong on Reddit. (laughs) That would be me, the top comment. Burn it, coward. Because I just don't understand that if it's that bad, why don't you just don't throw it out your window? How hard is it to remove it from your house? I guess you don't want to anger the beast. (laughs) Okay, so you believe in it now. Yeah, well, I sure as hell aren't going to burn it. This is is a lot happening here. We've got some curse elements. We've got some haunted elements. Yeah. You know, he didn't go Dear David style and try and uh, film this shit. Yeah. So we're kind of taking his word on it at this point. Yeah, I mean, we we don't even know. Like, this is Reddit. We don't even know if this thing actually is real. This could be anyone in the world. Well, that's the subtext of this. (laughs) (laughs) We're going on uh, wigged outs. What is his name? We're calling him Danny, because Danny's his name. Okay. So, Danny. So, we're going on Danny's Reddit post. Yeah. Which, by the way, he's getting uh, a hell of a lot of karma for this on Reddit. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to I don't wanna throw it out there that maybe he's doing this for the karma, but it, that's a possibility, too. I, I'm going to go one step further. I don't think Danny even has a friend. I think he's the one crying like a little coward, and he because he picked up the damn wood. <laughs> crying over a piece of wood. What should I do asking for a friend? Yeah, he's just like, so my friend, um, Shmanny, <laughs> picked up some wood, and now he can't stop bawling his eyes out. Because it's actually pretty freaking scary, guys, and I appreciate if you didn't make fun of Shmanny in the mentions. <laughs> Get in contact at danny at hotmail.com. <laughs> I forward it. <laughs> Please email shmanny at danny.com. <laughs> shmanny at danny. That's so good. <sighs> so eventually, Danny and Shmanny get a message from a guy named Greg Newkirk, a self-proclaimed paranormal adventurer. Really? That's pretty badass, Holy isn't it? Holy shit. I mean, I'm, we went I'm not for, even mad. I know, we went just for the, the typical course, the, your base level course investigator. Hey, don't this let d- them know that. We, <laughs> we got a two-for-one deal in those degrees. Now, Greg Newkirk... And his partner, Dana Matthews, 
Okay. Uh, they've done a ton of investigations, and they actually have a traveling paranormal museum. I know these guys. Yeah, they're actually pretty popular online. This Week in Weird. This Week in Weird, yeah. And yes. like Weird HQ, I but, think, are their sites. Yeah, they, they, they cover a lot of shit. They, they, they are they're bona fide professional paranormal investigators out there in the road. Yeah, we actually know them really well. Yeah. We do um, wine and cheese parties bi-daily. <laughs> Very often. Yeah, my More, I actually forget the cheese a lot of the time. It's my, mostly wine. My liver's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> my liver's fucked. I have gout. My doctor's pleading with me to eat a goddamn vegetable for yeah. once. The gout is really the spookiest thing about our our meetings. Is just how much wine Greg and Dana can chug. You know when like uh, you see in uh, Casper, the, the the friendly ghost when he's just eating food and it's not he's not really eating it. It's just falling out of his ass. <laughs> It's like Greg and Dana with wine. <laughs> like a whole bottle just glugging. It's just flapping down on the floor. And all we're down picking the... <laughs> up the tab. Yeah. Our Patreon is picking up the tab. I'll tell you that much. We had to start the damn Patreon in the first part. <laughs> Greg and f***ing Dana's thirsty asses. Uh, so Greg <laughs> messages Danny and says, look, if this thing is real and you are genuinely afraid of it, you can send the crone to me and Dana and we can handle it, store it, study it. Totally all safe and legit. Yeah. So two days later, Danny receives a response saying, thank you for the advice. He mentioned that things were getting even weirder. Hmm. Uh, that they'd started seeing a woman in the house. Shit. I know. Shmanny is shitting himself. <laughs> and he ended the message by saying the statue had been put in a box and was being sent tomorrow. Wow. So I guess it, it's real. Yeah. So, so, so it so. physically exists. Yeah. Yes, or at least at this point. It's assumed that it is existing and it is on its way. And and I, I cut you off before you got to it, but they have a traveling paranormal museum. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah. A collection of paranormal objects that I think it's only across the US, but they yeah. will travel around to a bunch of different events and things and you can go check out uh, all of the objects that they have on display there. Because they wanted to bring it to the UK and we told them to f- off our patch. Yeah, that's our territory, you little weasel. And they were like, what's the name of your museum? And we were like off we don't have one yet (laughs) (laughs) our museum of the paranormal is a warehouse full of lombardi um yeah we we basically this is our the uk is our territory we have that on lock so just a little message to any of the paranormal investigators out there that want to step on our turf they better step up step up or step out or step into the ring and get knocked down talk shit get shot okay (laughs) it's not even wordplay anymore that's just a threat Talk shit, get stabbed. <laughs> That's our like shout outs at the end of the podcast. Hey, if you want to go to the extra mile, support us. Here's how to do it. And remember, chat shit, get stabbed. What would we put in our paranormal museum of haunted shit? Do you uh, have anything that's kind of haunted? I had a lucky marble once. I had a broken Furby. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> Yours is better. Here's lucky marble. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? Welcome to this paranormal life museum of curses. That's a Furby and a marble. That'll be $30. <laughs> like, well, I would refuse uh, to pay, but you've driven us almost 60 miles outside of London just to see this, and we're kind of relying on you to get back, so I guess we will pay. These are also both very transportable objects. Uh, there was honestly no reason why you had to drag us all out to Devon to see this. <laughs> you open up the trunk and take out a Marvel and a Furby. <laughs> Imagine how disappointed you would be. Or maybe it'd be one of those like, 
you know, you have to cover it up like a circus one. So you're like cursed objects, but mm. it's a dark tent. And, you know, they're like, oh, I want to go see the most cursed object in the world. And it's like, ah, that's 10 pounds to get in. And they're like, okay, I guess I do it. And then, you know, you, you get in it <laughs> and it's got like a bit of a spook, like a, almost like a haunted house. You sit in the, on the, the track mm. and it's like going through like, oh, ghost comes out here. You're like, oh man, this is going to be yeah, great. It's like, good. turn back now. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. And then like, uh, you're going towards these red curtains and the red curtains just like part open. You're like, oh my God. And then like a single spotlight comes down on a Furby with a marble in its mouth. <laughs> and they're like, is the marble cursed? No, <laughs> worse. It's lucky. It's actually incredibly lucky. And you're using it to run this shitty. You have a magic lucky marble and you're running the shittiest haunted house. Um, less than a week later, Greg received a small box. Him and Dana carefully cut the packaging open to reveal a hard lump wrapped in a stained pillowcase. Rude. What? It's dirty wood. It's going to stain even the cleanest of pillowcases. I guess. Greg wrote, As we slowly peeled back the cloth, rusty nails hammered into wooden eyes became visible, followed by a noose tightened around the statue's neck. Whatever purpose this piece was created for, it wasn't nice. <laughs> So it exists. Yeah. To the point Confirmed. where I actually have a picture of it right here. Please. We've talked a lot about the crone, <laughs> and I'm sure you have an image of it, what it's going to look like in your head. Yeah. Tell me, Kit, did it look like this? So it is quite a creepy, very dark wooden figure. Not obviously a woman in any way. It's barely human, I would say. Look at her this hair. Is, look I at mean, her luscious locks. It's a stick of wood. <laughs> The noose around the neck is weird. It's like right. It is weird. It's it is malicious. That's yeah, not act. That's not a treehouse nice. gone wrong. You know, it's that's something nice. bad. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks just like if you saw that for the first time, you would say that's a voodoo doll, probably. Yeah. Just the nails. It looks like you know when when a kid gets a hammer and a nail for the first time. Yeah. And they're just bashing nails into a plank of wood, and then they go to their dad and they're like, "Papa, I made a time machine." Yeah, it's then, nonsense. Yeah, and then they get put in a goddamn home. For yeah. <laughs> in the white room with the very tight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dad is just left with the wood and he's like, stupid piece of junk, throws it in a bin. <laughs> bin disappears into thin air. <laughs> Runs back to the estate asylum, kicks down the door. The kid is being beamed up through the ceiling. <laughs> you failed the test, papa! <laughs> so, Greg and Dana get to work. These guys are professionals, all right? Cue some montage music here. Dun, dun, dun. They do a little photo shoot. They take some measurements. You're a tiger. You're a tiger. <laughs> You're a crone. You're a crone. <laughs> Work it, crone. <laughs> they locked the office and they left to run errands. To be honest, they weren't really scared. These these sons of bitches have a paranormal museum. Yeah. Like filled with spooky objects. Yeah. They're not really going to be worried about just another one in the yeah. collection. Yeah, they were off getting, you know, a bagel and a coffee. Listen, crone, we'll be right back. He didn't do shit during the photo shoot, so I'm sure he won't do shit. Later that evening, Greg and Dana were watching a movie, just hanging out, having a good time. Then they hear this bang come from the office. Hmm. Greg paused the film and went to check out what the commotion was. <laughs> the crone was popping caps in their living room. 
<laughs> Gangster's Paradise was blasting from the office. <laughs> the crone had actually rallied up a lot of the other paranormal objects into a gang. <laughs> He's being crowd surfed by haunted porcelain dolls across the room with an Uzi in hand. <laughs> Where did he get a do-rag from? <laughs> Everything looked normal until Greg noticed something by his feet. Lying on the floor was a plastic figurine of Jesus. This Jesus was normally nailed to a crucifix that they owned on a nearby wall. Okay. Not only was that strange, he was missing an arm. What? The crone ripped off Jesus' arm? He, the crone ripped Jesus off of a crucifix and threw him across the room. Jesus, man. Yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> it's, yeah, Jesus. It's kind of... Uh, Christ. Yeah, it was him. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, in science, you know, you've got like a, in, you've got a control, you've got a subject, you've got independent variables, dependent variables, all of that. It's kind of hard to pinpoint the activity of the crone in a literal museum of paranormal items. Right, it could have been anyone. Could have been a haunted Jesus for all we know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, maybe the Jesus was haunted. Oh, that would be a great twist, wouldn't it? <laughs> and weirdly enough, as we said, sitting directly below the now desecrated cross was the crone. Was the crone yes. was the crone responsible for what happened to Jesus? Possibly. As in this, yes. The original crucifixion, probably not. Probably not. No. <laughs> Although maybe it could be one of those things where you like go into the Bible and yeah. like, look so back at all at the paintings from the Old Testament. You know, you're looking at the Last Supper and you like magnify one <laughs> one block of ink and it's just the crone. <laughs> <laughs> at the Last Supper, right beside the salt shaker is a tiny crone. <laughs> I don't remember Judas having so many nails in his eyes. <laughs> Was it always like that? <laughs> Just every parable of Jesus is like him healing the crone. <laughs> yeah, no one ever noticed before. Him feeding the 500 crones. crones. <laughs> Take this crone, it is my blood. <laughs> this is bad. Greg and Dana immediately set up 24-hour motion detection surveillance on the crone. Of course. I told you, these guys are, they're legit, they're pros. I don't f*** wrong. Oh, actually, they before we... They don't just we, post shit on Reddit. Before we progress, here's Jesus. It's all smashed up. That's that's the Jesus statue that was ripped off the, the crucifix, and you can see the crone just sitting there. It's definitely a bad sign. You do anything to Jesus, and that's not good. Yeah, that means you mean business. If you, st- <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like if you worked at a company and you know you, you you're like the male guy. Yeah. And on your on your first day, for some reason, you take the elevator up to floor ninety nine and slap the guy in the biggest desk you can find. Like you're that's bad. You've pissed off now everyone from floor two to ninety-nine. <laughs> Just yeah, day one of the job. Yeah. You're signing your contract, your your nine month contract. You just immediately get your newly handed out security pass to activate the lift up to the top floor and you go in departed style, grab the <laughs> arm of the CEO and break his arm at the joint. Like you know how they say Oh, if if you, if you go to prison, you like walk up to like the biggest guy you can find and knock him out. Yeah, not the guard. <laughs> yeah. Talk to the guard. Yeah, not the judge as he sentences <laughs> you. It's <laughs> a terrible idea. It's supposed to be another prisoner, like like smash the face of a porcelain doll or something. Yeah, yeah something Just any, else. Any shitty doll. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the son of God. Ideally, um, 
For nearly two months, this surveillance camera sat in the room, but there was no more evidence of paranormal activity. It's very honest that they could say that. Yeah. Well, I guess they were live streaming it as well, I think. <laughs> okay. So, so they, they have to be honest. Lie. Uh, Greg wrote, sure, there were occasional bumps in the night, but when you store hundreds of haunted and cursed supernaturally influenced objects in your home, <laughs> you come to expect it. <laughs> so that's not a good idea. It's what you said. Why are you putting this thing in a, the home of the devil? Yeah. It doesn't really make a because, lot of sense. Because, you know, if we took Rory's lucky marble and put it in their paranormal museum, that marble might start rolling around. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. Or uh, vice versa. If we put um, my lucky marble in a bag of lucky marbles <laughs> how would i know if it's being lucky or if, I, if i'm carrying around a bag of luck that's very true yeah god i miss that marble <laughs> I really my miss life it. has really gone to shit since <laughs> i lost that puppy you're like you know holding it in your hand you leave it on a train one day your girlfriend breaks up with you immediately, immediately. your job fires you just a bird shits on my head <laughs> like as soon as i drop the marble a flock of seagulls shits on you simultaneously <laughs> So several weeks passed, and everything seemed chill. The crone wasn't doing anything. And I guess the rest of the haunted objects are being cool, too. So everything's cool. Okay. Greg is in the office, and his wife, Dana, calls him into the living room. So he goes in, and she asks, If you just had a shower, why would you stand on the furniture? Greg is like, What are you talking about? And she points down to a set of wet footprints on the back of the couch. Just like... Shani said. said. <laughs> exactly. It hasn't stopped, Kit. It just chilled out for a little bit. Jesus, man. After that day, the stench of pond water no. began to grow stronger in the house. What? Greg said there was an undeniable sense that something was with us. So he says he stormed into the office, grabbed the carving, and slammed it down on the coffee table and began talking to the crone. Interrogating us in a yeah. departed style. He said, hey, this is our house. We have rules. If we left you with the hikers, you would have found your way into a fire pit or a garbage can. If you found your way to a priest, you'd be bound and buried, or worse, locked away on a dusty shelf for years. If you've got unfinished business, we'll help you put it to bed. But if you don't treat us respectfully, you're going in the box. What's a box? Greg says that the box is reserved for artifacts that don't play nice. <laughs> I it, I think it's just a box. Okay. That he locks and keeps them in like solitary confinement. Okay. Like, don't, didn't they do that in prison? Or was that just cinema prison? Oh, what? When someone solitary? was bad and be like, yeah, put them in the, the hole. Yeah, it's solitary. You put them in the holes. Definitely. Like, yeah, and the people go crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Yeah. Now Greg says as soon as he was done ranting, the sound of rushing water started coming from the side of his house. Jesus, man. So they ran to check it out, but there was no water. Then they went back into the living room and they heard a thud. Something hit the floor. When they ran in, <laughs> the crone had managed to roll off the coffee table. <laughs> Which is funny because it feels like that was a diversion and it was trying to get away. <laughs> but it just can't move. <laughs> so it's like... <gasps> <laughs> Like, that was the moment. That was its one shot. Yeah. The crone was just lying there under the television stand. So Greg's like, oh, God damn it, being a little mischievous child again. Greg said, as I knelt down and reached under the stand to grab the carving. One of the nails shot out into his <laughs> eye. <laughs> now you are the crone. <laughs> the curse is freed. <laughs> the crone turns into a tiny man that runs away. <laughs> Ass naked. <laughs> Wet footprints. Apparently Dana yelled out and had to rush to his side. Greg says when I turned around to look at her, she was propping up the television with both hands. What? The screen had nearly fallen directly on his head. As if like the crone had tried to trick him into going down and picking him up and the TV would have come down on him. This little trickster bastard. It's crazy, isn't it? So that was more or less the end of the majority of the very dramatic paranormal uh, activity that was happening with the crone mm -hmm. with Greg and Dana. Now, I will say, these guys are pros. They do a lot of coverage. Um, it's some good content if you want to check it out. Mm -hmm. And, Kit, you'll be very excited to know, and our listeners in Go the US on. as well, the crone is now a member of the Traveling Paranormal Museum. Very interesting. And it is one of the few objects in that collection that is not allowed to be touched at all. It remains nice. sealed in a glass case because it is so dangerous and reeks of pond water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really more a smell thing. Mostly a smell thing. Do you think the Paranormal Museum, like, do you think the, their possession of that affects the value of their house? Like, at what point does your estate agent catch on that you have a garage full of cursed items? Like, when it's there's just portals in certain rooms and, like, all the crucifixes have been turned upside down and there's just 
Jesus is being chucked about, smashed on the walls. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, I think your insurance is going to go up. <laughs> Definitely your Jesus insurance because <laughs> you're burning through those. Yeah. So that's mostly what happened with the story. Well, I'm interested wild to know ride. your thoughts. Pretty wild ride. I'll give you that, Rory. So it's weird because, I mean, obviously we've got, we've got this thing spawning from a Reddit thread. Not yep. the most reliable source. Nope. But then the person posting actually follows through and this thing does exist. Yeah. It gets sent to a reputable source who we know are drinking chug buddies, mm-hmm. uh, Greg and Dana. They photograph the, the beast. They put it up on show. They do surveillance. These guys have the exact same experiences that the original owners, Danny and Schmanny, had. They're seeing footprints. They're smelling pond water. Granted, it's a stinky-ass piece of wood. We clarified that. Yeah. But you cannot deny there is something paranormal about the the consistency of these influences we're seeing from the object. Definitely interesting, yeah. That's a yes. Thank you for listening to this okay. week's episode of This Wouldn't Paranormal Life. You know, the, the, a cynic here might say that, uh, that your crone's advocate might say <laughs> that's... You know, the, the guys, Greg and Dana, is that right? Greg and Dana, yes. The Greg and Dana went into this with a knowledge of the the paranormal phenomena. If, if we wanted a really controlled study here, we would have had both parties saying the phenomena they were experiencing independent of each other. Uh, this is true. But, you know, I, I don't want to throw those guys un, under the bus. They do a lot of uh, work with the paranormal. They're not noobs to this. What did you make? Did, did you did you see the it, like? It's hard to verify what happened over Reddit, but whenever it got in the, into the hands of Greg and Dana, <clears throat> whenever they did a live stream, right. nothing happened. Nothing happened until something did happen, which I didn't include in this. I'm sorry, uh, you were withholding evidence from the court. We were restricted on time, so I cut out the part when the crow went on a two day massacre. <laughs> Uh, just killing anyone in sight. <laughs> I didn't want to make it too easy, I guess. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I wanted a bit back and forth. Um, but at one point during the live stream, the cr- the crone screeched. <laughs> like a Nazgul. Yeah, can you imagine if you set up the 24-hour surveillance and you're like, oh God, I just hope, you know, we get like a twitch or a little <laughs> movement and you just hit record. He goes, ah! <laughs> you're like, all right. His eyes glow red <laughs> for 24 hours straight. <laughs> This was too much. <laughs> Way too much. Everything around him starts melting. <laughs> um, they, uh, they, there was like a... Uh, they, I don't know what they did. They put like a nail against him. And at one point during like hours of streaming, the nail fell off. Okay. Like it just fell to the side of him. Uh-huh. But it was titled like, uh, you know, the crone pushes nail off of body, but it just kind of like flopped to one side. Right. It I didn't include it because I thought I was you didn't like know how convincing. It yeah, was. but also if that's what they consider to be evidence and paranormal activity, it doesn't put them in a good light. You know what? You know what's goddamn evidence to me? Yeah. When an alien's probe is in my butthole, <laughs> that's what I call freaking evidence. When I'm being dissected in a circle of men when in an black, alien agents. is spitting in my mouth. <laughs> That is evidence. When Bigfoot's when Bigfoot's hairy hands are all over me, that's when I will tell you he's real. When the chupacabra is spooning me after a chill night of watching Netflix, that's evidence. When the legendary goat man treats me like his goat woman, 
Then I will bow down to him, the goat lord. <laughs> but until that day, I will remain a skeptic. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. This is uh, this paranormal life. This is your TED talk. <laughs> he talked for 25 seconds. There's still 20 minutes on the clock. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. We obviously have a, um, a high standard for evidence when it comes to the show. Because we should clarify the things that happened to Greg and Dana. Strictly paranormal in the sense that there was no apparent means for why these things should happen. Right. But let's clarify that the TV falling over is not paranormal. No. Wet footprints are not paranormal. Mm, appearing out of nowhere, that's pretty weird. Yeah, sure. But these are all things that... Like, nothing was levitating, is what I'm trying to say. Jesus was tossed Jesus across was the tossed. room. That His arm was, was extremely unlikely. Yeah, by the crone. Presumably. Well, what do you make of this case as the principal investigator? I think it is a marvel that that original Reddit post actually contained a grain of truth. That this object actually existed alone is very impressive. Sure. And for it to make it into the hands of two pretty reputable paranormal investigators... Uh, who came to the conclusion that it is, in fact, haunted enough to be part of a haunted museum. Sure. That really does say something. That's a, cre- that's a pretty credible source in my book. Okay. But on this show, we have to make up our own decisions based on the evidence that we are experiencing firsthand. We've got some pictures. We've got some testimonies from Greg and Dana. But I did not find any video footage that convinced me thoroughly enough that this was, in fact being caused by the crone yeah they say all this crazy shit happened if they are the people with all the tech and all the paranormal items you could make the argument that they should have a pretty good bank of evidence of paranormal happenings around this thing that we shouldn't have to be relying on people's word of mouth at all i also think you know if you're a paranormal professional paranormal investigator like us a lot of the times unfortunately you know how uh tiny little mean people see the worst in the world (laughs) well we see the paranormal in the world because that's our job right you know you see what you're trained to see yeah i'm like a guard dog and i'm guarding me (laughs) from paranormal shit (laughs) and i see it everywhere I see it when I wake up. I see it when I'm getting the tooth I'm not, to work. Not so much of an investigator as scared. <laughs> so I think if that's your job yeah. to detect the paranormal, yeah. when you're sent objects, people are saying are paranormal, you're already going to be looking out for anything. You're seeing it through a different lens. Yeah. You know beer goggles? These are spooky goggles. Yes. And that's what they're seeing the world through. Yeah. Spook gogs. Spook gogs. Which are available for nine ninety nine on Patreon, by the way. Do you remember whenever you were a kid and like kids magazines would just openly scam children? Yeah. And they would be like, in this week's like magazine, X-ray glasses. And yeah. You'd be like, holy shit, what a bargain. This magazine is 50p. Yeah. How have they you'd, done this? You'd shell out, put on your plastic glasses. And there's not even, there's nothing in the lens. There's, it's just air. I never ordered one of those. But, I mean, that's not even something that you can fake scam. There weren't even a little bit of x-ray. <laughs> you nope. know, it was nothing. No, it didn't Like, I once anything. ordered as a kid, I was really into... I mean, you can see how I've come to this part of my life. I was really into spy toys okay, when I was younger. Sure. Uh, so I bought a pair of night vision goggles. Sure. Uh, and I was like, this is a steal, man. 20 pounds for night vision goggles? <laughs> so I got the piece of shit. <laughs> 
And it's a pair of goggles with just green lenses that when you click a button to turn them on, a flashlight turns on in the front of the, the goggles. So you can see in the dark. Just your dad being like, so I got you some night vision goggles. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. You you put them up to your eyes. He slaps the front of the goggles as hard as he can. They're not very inconspicuous. Because if I'm in the bushes, now you've got this beaming light shining out. It's a bad spy. Definitely. Yeah. The green doesn't help you see anything. They made it worse. They made it absolutely (laughs) Just use regular binoculars then. Yeah. Yeah, it was was bad. Yeah, I got scammed a lot on spy toys, actually. I lost a lot of money. (laughs) It was was like the days before Bitcoin. You were investing in spy (laughs) Spy toys. Spy toys. Had a vast portfolio. (laughs) Um... So I think, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. If you're looking through spook gogs, you're going to see the spookiness in the world. Conclusions. As the investigator in this case, as we established, I'm not sure I saw enough conclusive evidence to say that this thing is real. Sticks and crones may break your bones, but this thing can never hurt me. Thoughts, Kit? <laughs> On do, the rhyme and the story. You do have a story. giant TV behind your head. I actually do have a... And it's pretty tilted, yeah. It's pretty tilted, yeah. so it wouldn't take... Uh, oh, my Jesus is on the floor. <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> wouldn't take half a crone around here. Uh, I am on exactly the same page that I think whenever the Reddit guys were investigating this, you know, you could give them a little bit of room for error. With the professional investigators uh, on this case, with their tools at their... Dis- with the tools they have at their disposal... I think we should have seen some more hardcore evidence here, some video that we could play you, that we could uh, link in the show notes yeah. of the crone doing some paranormal shit. We do not have that. Therefore, we do not have enough ed- evidence to say that this is definitively paranormal. I think today it's going to be a no. I think it's going to be a double no, unfortunately. But what a hell of a case. Jesus. Oh my God. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone, this week on this episode of This Paranormal Life. If you want to support the show, we have people saying, how do we support the show? How do we keep it going? I've got a bunch of money. Where do I put it? We got a little bank called the This Paranormal Life Patreon where you can invest your hard-earned cash um, by chucking us a couple coins in the bucket of the Paranormal Pals. (laughs) For as little as $2 a month, you can get all of our research notes. That means all the shit that I didn't think the people could handle here. The videos of the crone going AWOL at night. The too hot for TV (laughs) shit. Yeah, exactly. All that crazy stuff we post on the Patreon. At $5, you're getting bonus episodes. Upwards of that, you're getting t-shirts. You're getting, you know, uh, bottles of goddamn Lombardi, the liquid of the dead. Yeah. Sent straight to you. And, you know, we actually, we talked about it, um, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, Wild Wild Country and um, and the, the group, the commune there. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Kit are actually looking at properties in London yeah. this whole week to actually to set up the base for that commune. Yeah, um, uh, it's actually expensive as shit here, so really, we're gonna have really to rough. ramp up the uh, Patreon <laughs> donations, guys. I mean, at the minute, it's gonna probably be a little flat and shortage, <laughs> but our roadmap predicts uh, two hundred acre commune, <laughs> a metropolis for believers. As we call it. I think if we can get enough listeners together, if we can get enough people, you know, clicking those Patreon links, I honestly think we could take over Buckingham Palace, guys. You know, by hook or by crook. That's how it... (laughs) By hook or by crone. (laughs) That's how it happens, though. You know, you're like, you get a little property up in... in 
and Hackney Downs, and you're like, That's what hey, I'm don't, don't, freak little, little don't, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It's just a little property. Yeah. We just got it's just up, us and a couple of uh, followers. It's not a cult. Yeah. Just a little group of people out there Listen, we're just hanging out. Chill time. Kumbaya. Namaste. Mara. <laughs> Kumbara. <laughs> you're having a good time. Everyone's, and then, oh, I might actually buy this property nearby. Yeah. We're spreading. It's like Monopoly, baby. <laughs> There's more people joining the cult. The, the commune, not the cult. There's no, not no, a cult. It's definitely not a cult. Definitely not Please. a cult. We should just um, stop using that word. We all just wear the same shit, same shirts and shit, but it's fine. It's not a cult. Um, um, what's, so, what's so bad about a cult anyway, huh? Yeah. Now that I mention it, actually, <laughs> it's a pretty good way to describe what we got going on. I mean, sure, it's similar. <laughs> and then flash forward two years, and I'm sitting on the queen's throne. Do you know what we actually said? We wouldn't, we wouldn't um, mention the, the throne on air. So we wouldn't mention the throne. Yeah, actually. So thrones for everyone. Yeah, everyone gets a throne and a crone. <laughs> we'll throw it all in. Everyone gets because it's an equal commune. Definitely not a cult. So we'll let you guys know when the property development is coming and we'll be ready to take over London. <laughs> cult style. <laughs> um, if you want to join us on the socials, we have um, our Facebook page, which is the Secret Society. Shh, don't tell anyone about it. Unless they're in the cult and you can... Oh, not the cult! hell we need to really nip that in the bud definitely not a cult a cult on the brain uh if they're in the if they're in the commune then you know you can um you can tell them about it uh on twitter we are at this para life and just to finish things off we are going to give some shout outs and thank yous to some of the people that have pledged on the patreon so far that's right we're going to hit you with some of our very special patrons here we are let's go thank you to jess bird jess bird squawk squawk Here's a treat. Thanks, Jess, for that treat. <laughs> Look, it was a long episode, all right? My brain is fried. Thanks to Jesper Holmberg. Jesper the Friendly Ghost. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. Thank you to Jeffrey Glassman. Jeffrey Glassman. You touch him, he shatters. <laughs> Emotionally, physically, he is very, very tender. Financially. Financially. So it's actually pretty impressive. He, uh, he gave us some money. Thank you, Amy Leitch. Amy Leitch is listening to the podcast. I mean, it's true. I don't know how entertaining it is. <laughs> it's true. It was bad what you said, <laughs> but I guess it's true. Uh, thank you, Amy. Thank you to Colton Cherry. Uh, your con- contribution to the Patreon is the cherry on top of my day. <laughs> Thanks to... And I hate cherries. Because <laughs> the stones get stuck in my throat. You're not supposed to eat I eat stone. it all in one. Christ, stalk and all. Thank you, Jack Greenwood. Jack, your Greenwood probably smells great. Unlike the crone. It wasn't green wood, it was mean wood. So thanks, Jack. Thanks, James Ansel. James Ansel, you try and sell us your lies, but we see right through you. You gotta wake up pretty early to get past a couple of paranormal bastards like us. You're like, no, he, he gave us money. <laughs> what? <laughs> he wasn't trying to sell us anything. Oh, well, thanks, I guess, then, James. Thanks, Chris Youngers. Chris Youngsters. How are the youngsters, my dude? I'm cool. We're cool like you, you know. No, Kit's, Kit's old, but I'm actually no pretty young. No human has talked like that I'm before. actually pretty young. Ask me what the dab is. What's the dab? A dance move. So, I know Let's that. Let's see it. All right. We're just trying to suck his own dick <laughs> live on the podcast. <laughs>
he's worryingly good at it as well. <laughs> this mean, is not his yeah. first dab. <laughs> Before I even asked, his trousers were unzipped. Thanks, Joshua Parrot. Squawk! Thank you, Joshua, for the the, the donation. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm so sorry, Joshua. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy Crowell. <laughs> what? Jimmy it doesn't Crowell. work if you've done something with the name before I do something with it. Thank you, Jimmy Crowell. Jimmy Crowell! <laughs> he picked up something shiny and he dropped it in our bucket. That's I not what crows that. do. What? What was it? What bird is that? Was that the parrot again? Was that James? <laughs> Thank you to Fishfin. Thank you, Fishfin. You know, some people would say that there's something fishy about your contribution, but I know you're just a stand-up fish. Uh, you're a good guy and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to Michael Gilleher. Gilleher? I barely know her. <laughs> thank you, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you to Andre Samuels. Andre Samuel, you are the backpacking donkey that carries the heavy load. You know, we wouldn't be able to make this journey if it wasn't for you taking our bags and uh, our guns. And actually taking a lot of our shit that we just throw at you. So thank you. I appreciate that. You trust the ass. <laughs> that wasn't an insult. That's slang for donkey. Thank you to Alex Priestley. Alex Priestley. Oh, thank you for the money. <laughs> I hope you didn't take it from the church box. Because we're a cult, not a, I mean a <laughs> commune, a commune. Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this can't be real. Thank you to Ruddy Eagleburger. <laughs> that is an amazing name. Thank you, Ruddy you, Eagleburger. You shouldn't be eating eagles. I think some That's of very them un-American, are, actually. are actually almost extinct. <laughs> um, but you know what? To each their own. Hey, if you want to sell some of those e- eagle burgers to make a, a quick buck and send it our way, I'm okay with that, Ruddy. <laughs> Thank you to Greg Chapman. Greg himself. How's Dana, you wine-chugging bastard? <laughs> Thanks, thanks for saving some of that booze money to give us a couple of dollars. We appreciate it, Greg. In the mouth, out the ass. Like old times. Thank you, Greg. Forgot how funny that bit was. In one hole, out the other. Thank you to Tyler Brown. Tyler Brown, the man around town with a big ass crown. And uh, he's pawned that crown, made a couple of bucks, and tossed it our way. We appreciate that. Stay humble, Tyler. Was his name Tyler? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, thank you to Matthew Bain. Matthew Bain! So fast with the cup. Thank you, Matthew, for your donation. You see, Matthew, you adopted the paranormal. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't have friends till I was a man. <laughs> so thank you, Matthew, for your Patreon contribution. And That's if you listen right? to this point in the podcast, I feel like you got what you deserve with that <laughs> Bane impression. You're a special kind of listener if you listened all the way to the end of this part of the podcast. So thank you. You're actually number one on the cult, the commune waiting list. Don't tell anyone we said that. <laughs> we need Please. to really nip that in the bud, the whole C-word thing. 
Um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Paranormal Life. As always, we will be back on a Tuesday. We got a bonus episode as well coming out very soon for the Patreon subscribers, so stay tuned for that. And we will see you next week. Thank you, and remember, kids, to live long, investigate, and die young. <laughs>